wake up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning, love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's all And I know it's gonna be a lovely day. Welcome to WNHH FM 103.5. I'm your host, Justin Farmer, inviting you to be in community with us, with people making a difference and conversations that matter. Today, our guest is Fran Wilson. So happy to have you. It is such a wonderful day. How are you, Fran? I'm doing good. So much. So good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a lovely day. It's a little crazy here in Akron, Ohio, but uh, uh, we're happy to be here and talk about what's going on. I, I, uh, I, this is a treat for me because my, one of my first times uh, on a podcast was actually your podcast uh so we'll get into that later but one of the things i always like to ask people what's a hot take like what what is something that is true to friend that other people are like yeah i don't know but you know it's true Hmm. i think right off the bat people who put sugar in tea it just doesn't make sense it needs to be honey every single time um so yeah that's my hot take for today. <laughs> that that is piping hot straight out the kettle. Uh, <laughs> so I I know you from podcasting, doing a podcast series mostly around young people running for office, getting involved. And so I guess my first question is, what inspired you to do that? And then, you know. How did you get from that to now you run for office? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, about six years ago, I was down in school in South Central Kentucky doing a lot of organizing work, working alongside, you know, for uh, movements for tenants' rights, uh, queer rights down in South Central Kentucky. And um, that was my first uh, entrance into politics to understand what was going on on the local level. And I was going through Instagram one day and I saw that somebody around me was running for local office and they were young. They were in their 20s. And I was like, this is fascinating. Like young people could run for office. That's awesome. Because I think mostly what we see on the national news and even in our local scenes are a lot of older folks um, running for office and in positions of power. And we don't see a lot of young folks. So that ignited a fire in me. And I, I did a Uh, university thesis on the topic of young people running for office. I've traveled across the country and interviewed folks around the world from Africa to China and Taiwan to a lot of different European countries and and right back here. And and now that I'm back in my hometown, um, you know, I moved right back before the pandemic and started to see just how many issues we have from housing and policing and community relations in general with positions of power. And being on the ground here pushed me into a time and a place 
where I thought I could do that too. So that's why I'm running for Akron City Council at large right now. Wow, that uh, that is an amazing journey. Um, you know, you mentioned the pandemic. So coming right before the pandemic, what what are the changes that you saw that you know inspired you to say, "Hey, I need to get involved." Absolutely. So, you know, here in Akron, Ohio, we have housing in crisis. Uh, we have an affordable housing crisis. We have the highest eviction rate in the state of Ohio. We are a mid-sized city in Ohio, and we are leading the state in evictions. Um, 300 or so are filed monthly in our Akron municipal courts, and that is not okay. And the pandemic exacerbated that situation. We have tens of thousands of people on housing choice vouchers. We have shelters that are overrun and we do not have enough wraparound services. And our city isn't budgeting for housing inspections to hold criminal and out-of-state negligent landlords accountable. And that, seeing that on the ground, being on the ground during city encampment sweeps, seeing eviction court go down, um, just, there's just so many housing issues and and the pandemic really highlighted and underscored all those housing issues. And, you know, that's just one of many, many things that the pandemic highlighted here in Akron, Ohio. Yeah, it's sad to see all around um, just a, maybe a month, month and a half ago, we had a homeless encampment here in Connecticut, uh, in New Haven, uh, wiped out. And uh, we see luxury apartments being risen all over. And then, you know, I, I don't know about Akron, but, you know, anytime I hear rent over, you know, 1100, I'm like, Ugh. and even 1100, I'm like, 1100. <laughs> um, so, you know, famously, us politicians always have three issues. So, you know, what's your three issues or what are some of the main issues you're trying to focus on in this campaign? Absolutely. So first and foremost, I'm a neighborhood organizer, yeah. right? I live right now off of Myrtle Street, off of Maple um, in a neighborhood that my family's been in and out of for generations. Mm-hmm. So I very much look at things from a neighborhood perspective, and that influences my top three. Um, first and foremost, we have an affordable housing crisis, so we need to put the lid on that and invest in affordable housing and make sure everybody has a safe and uh, nurturing place to live, work, and play. Second is our public safety. You know, yesterday in the state of Ohio, our attorney general just announced that the grand jury did not seek charges for the eight killers of the 25-year-old young black man, Jalen Walker. And so our city is in crisis mode with public safety. We have all-time low trust. Our police police accountability is non-existent. Um, And our efforts to get issue 10, which is a police oversight board, Uh, instituted here in the city of Akron has failed time and time again. Now it is seated, but it is very much under the mayor's control. So we need to get a grip on our public safety efforts and reinvest in neighborhood resources and reallocate um, to solving root issues here in Akron, Ohio. And, And third is that we need to fix the broken and shattered relationship that is between our neighborhoods and and positions of power here at City Hall. And I am very much um, 
for bringing city council and city hall back into our neighborhoods to understand what's going on. You know, not enough people are engaged in their own neighborhoods and they're sitting in positions of power here. So we're here to change some of that. No, I, 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 I love to hear it. I, uh, I, I guess one of the things, as I, I always say, I'm an activist elected official, uh, uh, stealing it from big brother Jamani Williams, the public advocate in, in New York City. Um, you know, uh, how is organizing different from politics and how are they the same, right? Because sometimes I see them as one in the same. But then other times, they're different. And so what does that look like for you? Absolutely. So whenever people call me a politician, I tell them to stop, right? <laughs> like, this is not what I'm planning on doing the rest of my life. I do not mm -hmm. plan on, you know, retiring from a position in 70 years or whatever from, from city council or, you know, going up the food chain and running for Congress one day. I don't want to do that. I want to stay here and solve the issues right now here in Akron, Ohio. And when I'm done, I'm going to pass the torch and as, mm -hmm. as quickly as I can. Um, I'm an organizer, so I, I very much view um, the power and possibility of city council as as an organizer position unleashed, mm. right? It's because as organizers, we want to affect change, um, realistic change. We get people to the table. We, you know, amplify people's voices. We hand off the microphone. We, you know, pass the torch as much as we can. Uh, we try to get as many people who are experiencing the issues to the table. And what better position than a position of, you know, legislative power to be able to truly harness the possibilities of an organizer. So I very much am looking forward to bring that energy and that spirit and that methodology of, of protest, of showing up, mm. of speaking hard, hard truth to power into a position where we can legislate on it for those of y'all who are just joining us you're listening to just in time conversations wn hh fm 103.5 i'm your host justin farmer talking to fran wilson uh running in akron ohio for city council um you know I, one of the things that you that I've seen you do, right? Your your IG is popping, right? And and to see you do uh, these, you know, city hall recaps, uh, it, it's so engaging and, and refreshing. A couple of times I'm like, man, I should do this. Uh, so you know, what other ways are you thinking of involving people with their government? Because I think that. You know, I think we all are at an all-time low of expectations from these elected bodies. So what are some of your ideas to engage people and get them, you know, involved in governance? Absolutely. So, you know, when we are protesting and organizing on the streets, we say two things. We keep us safe and power to the people. Hey. How can we do both of those things if our people aren't at the table and don't know what's going on, what's being served at the table. Right now in Akron, Ohio, we have so many, so many issues. A lot of people are burdened and, you know, there are so many barriers to even voicing their opinions uh, at the table. And so what our campaign is, and even before I 
started running for office, we started doing a weekly council breakdown, letting people know what is going on at City Hall, what is going on with their taxpayer dollars. Mm. And there's a lot going on every single week, even on the local level, in our cities, in our you know smaller, tiny, tiny towns, in our counties, there is a lot of decisions being made without people even knowing about what's going on. And that is our taxpayer dollars. That is our elected leadership. That really affects how we move and live. And so we started doing those weekly council breakdowns on Instagram and Facebook and posting on some TikToks too and trying to get uh, you know the consciousness raised a little bit because the barriers are too much. And the work of a city council should be to educate and not only just to make decisions. Um, because if we, are, if we are not educating, if we are not sharing information actively about what's going on at City Hall, then we are actively cutting people out. Facts. No, that, 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 that is true. I, 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 remember, um, I, I remember listening to, to your series and you having your grandma on, uh, which was amazing. Uh, and realizing that the voting age used to be higher, right? And that was the first time I had heard that, learned that it used to be 21 instead of 18. And so, you know, you did this whole series talking about younger people mostly running for office. Um, you know, famously, you said, you know, you're the youngest person under 40 running, right? Uh, why is it important to have young perspectives in these positions of power. Absolutely. So Akron City Council's average age today is 57 years old. You know, we have several people who are over 65, over 70. And while it is so important for us to have our elders at the table, mm. right, because that is invaluable in ex experience. We also need to recognize that young people have been cut out and marginalized from positions of power uh, since day one. There are laws restricting people who are under certain ages to vote, while what is being voted upon dictates more than ever young people's livelihoods. Mm is going on in Congress, at our state government, in the county level, in our municipal level, it will for sure 100% affect young people more than older people because we have to live with the long-term impacts of each one of these decisions being made and yet, and yet, you know, we can't vote until we're 18. Mm. We cannot run for Congress until we're 25. We can't run for president until we're in our 30s, that is a problem. We don't just need non-vote seats on school boards and in city councils. We need a legislative voice and a real vote and a real power. Um, because economically and in housing and our, in our education system, we are facing as youth the brunt of the future of economic issues and we need to have our voices heard as well so i i, I totally agree with you i uh you know i i uh 
shout out to my uh my, my compatriots Miriam abdul part of jam uh you know how are there young people that you're identifying as leaders and and bringing in with you to in this this uh movement filled uh campaign absolutely so you know this is my hometown right this is where i was born and raised so um there's still you know there's a lot of young people that i have met organizing over the last couple of years a lot of people that i've reconnected with and there's a there's a lot of youthful energy here mm. um and i very much am an organizer alongside a lot of uh freedom fighters and revolutionaries and abolitionists uh, a lot of folks from the refugee and immigrant community who have never had representation uh, in positions of power here in Ohio, uh, let alone Akron, Ohio. And we are very much building broader coalitions here in Akron, Ohio. From Akron DSA to the Freedom Block to serve the people Akron, we are fighting hard for youth representation and power here. And, you know, who better to, to run and lead towards our future than our young people? I... I... So uh, one of the things that I, I hear you mention often is that you are a queer person running for office. And so I guess how, what do you feel that brings to the table, right? Because I, identity politics, people always are like, it's not important, but black disabled man, I will tell you it is important. So what is the importance for you in, in, in the framing that you try to get people to understand? Who we are is who we bring to the table mm -hmm. and the lens through which we understand the world and, and, and see power and economics. And so, you know, I, I got started in organizing um, at a time in South Central Kentucky when there was a heated debate about renters' rights mm. and about employment rights. You know, my friends and my colleagues were being uh, fired from their jobs and being evicted because they were being outed to their employee employers and wow. their landlords. And that conversation needs to be had more because that is happening today all across the country in our own hometowns and that influenced and lit a fire under me to get started and get more activated and understand what's going on because really um you know queerness is being criminalized and has been criminalized and we see across state legislatures all across the country today um whether it be health care um being cut away from transgender and queer youth uh, to, you know, inability to teach certain literature or lessons in our in our schools to, you know, drag, uh, which is a, a source of, of freedom and liberation for our community being cut and criminalized. And we have a history of people being um, policed, over-policed, beaten, killed. Mm. Uh, we have a history of criminalization of people you know the state coming into our homes and taking us away and criminalizing love mm. and I, our identities and how we express ourselves so queerness and our rights are on the table right now and 
we in Akron, Ohio have only had one openly LGBTQ plus individual in elected office. And we very much look forward to breaking that other wall down and and allowing others to come into these spaces as well. And, you know, if elected, I'll also be the first non-binary public official in the state of Ohio, which is a big deal. We need to broaden up our understandings of gender and sexuality. And I, I hope to also bring that conversation to City Hall. Not that breaking down stone walls and you said if there's a table there needs to be a seat no i see you uh uh i i guess you know there there are times where people say there's so much cynicism right and there is so much work to be done um you know if i made you right emperor of the day right uh kentuckian of the day i don't know uh uh you know what what is the 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 vision right that you have for akron but more specific right your your state right like what do you envision being the change that you could say okay great i think i've made a dent now i can pass the torch Absolutely. So probably first and foremost, I would reject the crown. You know, we threw monarchy out of here a while ago. It doesn't work. Um, I would definitely give the crown back to the people. And uh, but but, you know, I think here in Akron, Ohio, what what we need and and I think it mirrors so many other places. We just need to refocus on basic needs. You know, when when we have so many people, you know, we we have you know, 12 to 15 percent of Akronites um, are renters who pay over 50 percent of their income wow. rent. Right. That's that's a significant chunk of our population. And we need to focus on making sure that people have safe and affordable housing and food on the table and um, a job if, if they need a job and a place to rest um, we we just need to refocus away from the drama and the nonsense uh, and focus on what is actually needed uh, for us to not only thrive, you know, survive, but thrive here and, and everywhere across the U.S. So basic needs is is always going to be my top priority. Uh, I, I guess no, that is definitely true. I, I'm amazed by the housing uh, uh, facts uh, and realities for the people in Akron. Um, you know, who? Uh, one of the questions I always like asking people uh, that you ask me, right? Like, who are mentors? Who are people that really speak to you, that have given you, uh, you know, hope and ideas and possibilities of this different future that you laid out? Absolutely. So I, you know, I look at my former organizing down in Kentucky with uh, State Representative Patty Minter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she very much ignited ignited that understanding in me um, to get out and to show up more. Uh, State Representative Attica Scott in Louisville, Kentucky is a fierce freedom fighter on the front lines of justice for 
Brianna Taylor and so many, so many others. And she has definitely helped me to understand the importance of showing up everywhere mm-hmm. and all the time. And here in Akron, Ohio, we have amazing freedom fighters from Serve the People Akron to the Freedom Block. And a lot of young queer black and brown folks who are just showing up for our neighborhoods and for our neighbors and and making an understanding that we need to make sure that we know our neighbors, that we knock the door across our hall and across our street so that um, if things go down, if there's a problem, if people need help, we are there and we know our neighborhoods. Mm. Now, you're running for an open seat, right? Yes, there are three at-large seats representing the whole of Akron, Ohio. I am running for one of them, and we are making waves here in Akron, Ohio. Hey, and, and so I, I guess one, one of the questions I, I have for you is, why do you think you're the youngest person currently running yeah so uh, yeah i'm the only at large candidate um under 40 for this seat um traditionally at large seats you know there's district or ward or alderman seats that are you know representing certain neighborhoods and then there's at large seats that represent the whole of a city or a county and traditionally these seats are passed um from you know, former city councilors to former city councilors, people who have been in office for decades, people who have treasure troves of campaign finances and who have whole held power for so long. And we are breaking up that narrative. We are, you know, getting on the ground and organizing for a seat that is often not very competitive. Mm. And there are nine people uh, running, you know, including me and and being the only person under 40 i want to talk about that being uh, likely the only queer person on the entire ballot for the city of akron i want to talk about that and i think it's time you know we're we're at a we're at a crossroads here in akron ohio with so many so many issues so you know who like i said who better to lead this city than a young person in one of these seats well you know, how are you feeling about the upcoming election? When is the election? Where, you know, the who, what, when, where's? Absolutely. So, folks, um, early voting has started here in Akron, Ohio. It'll go till Election Day. Um, you know, May 2nd, people will be able to vote all the way up until 7.30 p.m. at their voting precinct. And... You know, we are excited because we have galvanized not only young people, but older folks in the community at large to understand not only this seat, but more of what's going on in their neighborhoods and at City Hall. And, you know, in the first period of fundraising, we out fundraised seven of our eight opponents. Wow. And that's an exciting thing as a young person running for this race as a first time candidate, but also somebody who's run a lot of campaigns in the past. That's exciting. We have over 330 donors. So shout out wow. to 330. Um, and we are, you know, getting the population excited and ready for change here in Akron, Ohio, and also making people um, 
sure that they have a voice too and that this is their seat when i get in there i'm taking everybody with me and and how long are the terms terms here in akron ohio for city council are four years so that's that's a big decision and I, and our primaries basically decide who's in there we have a all democratic city um you know democrats rule the town here and so when people show up um from now until may 2nd they are deciding very much who is in power for the next four years and uh, i i guess you know the the, the the how do people connect with you how do people you know follow other work that you're doing absolutely so you know i'm on instagram we were just talking about my reels about our educational content um you can follow at fran for the people and then our our race and other information is at fran for the people.com and i'm always just a email or dm away well i definitely definitely appreciate it i know that you are on a tight schedule with running and all um but uh after everything definitely uh would love to have you back my, my big question that i always ask people is you know what's your favorite song or song that speaks to the movement to the work that you're doing uh i'm a big believer in you know connecting people and thoughts and ideas so you know if you had to pick a song right i think there's a you know i'm just reflecting on the power of people today mm -hmm. um it's a classic it's a classic uh power to the people you know that's that's always a little classic and i just also want to say today justice for jalen walker and so many others thank you so much for having me on today um it has been a privilege and an honor to not only know you but but be here as well cheers no it is good to see you um so until next time let us continue to plant the seeds of change thank you again to our, our guest friend uh best of luck and uh we hope to uh catch up with you after the race thank you so much take care yeah, so y'all, we're trying to play and leave it. All right, see you at the airport. I'm leaving on the next plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you wait for me. Hold me like you know I'll never go. Even though you know I will, I'm a traveling man. Moving through places, space and time. Got a lot of things I got to do. God willing, I'm coming back to you, baby boo. I'm a traveling man, moving through places.